I'm Ange. I walk the shamanic path and I have the best fucking job in the world. Every day I get to tell you I love you. Don't fucking text them. And I get to help people with their relationships um, using ancient wisdom from my extensive studies in shamanism. So I, I'm, along this path, I've been lucky enough to find a lot of spiritual friends and I have some not spiritual friends, but they're all funny and they're all beautiful. And in this podcast, we're going to talk about relationships and the things that that we deal with in them. We're going to dissect the twin flame trend and just talk about soul ties and healing in general. So I love you. And of course, like I said before, don't fucking text them. Work on your own shit. You, you are the problem. I'm sorry. You're also the solution. I love you. I'm back you guys it's been so long I wasn't really ready to talk about anything but now I am so I wanted to interview my former client and I guess she's still kind of a client but also friend Kate she became a friend who is the only one of you that actually listened to everything I told them to do But she manifested her dream life, for the most part. And I wanted her to share how she got that So here is her story, walking the shamanic path. I love you. Okay, well, anyway, I, I really wanted to interview you for the podcast. First of all, you know I haven't done an episode in, like, forever because... I know. I listen to your podcast. <laughs> I know you do. I didn't. I didn't know what to talk about, and it's been quite a year for me, for you, like for everyone. So I thought Mm -hmm. you were a great first guest to come back because I will say, like, out of everyone, of course we became friends after being clients. So I think maybe I know more of your story than other clients because some other clients like get to a point where they're good, and I just don't talk to them ever again because why would they? But yeah, you have kind of. It's just been quite a turn. I wanted you to share your story because you started out on this crazy, like, weird twin flame journey with me and, like, did a lot of healing and did a lot of manifestation. And But the one thing I'll say about you that's different than most of my clients is every time spirit told you to do something, for the most part, <laughs> you did it, even if it was, like, crazy. I thought it, but yeah. But, like, you, you were, like, push-pulled and dragged, but you did the things. And, like, even when I had you, like, do mandalas outside or, like, you know, you begrudgingly did a lot of shit you didn't want to do. But, like, mm-hmm. you got – you're kind of living in the end now, even if it doesn't seem perfect every day. Like, a lot of what you wanted is now here, right? So I guess I just wanted yeah. you to tell your story about, like, what that felt like and what you did and what it feels like now and, like, you know. Well, it's crazy because it's it's 2024 now. It's been almost like two years of knowing you. Yeah. Like we're coming up on the two year mark of my life just going to shit. Oh. <laughs> because that's what like really spurred it on is that everything went south. And then like, it was just like, you kept popping up on my for you page, like with your tarot readings and stuff. And then I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try this. Like, I don't really believe in it, but it could be fun. Like. I'm desperate um and then like that kind of evolved like you really guided me which is funny because like I was very set on like the twin flame path and everything and like 
wanting to same, know what he, what was, what was he, yeah. um, what was going on with him, 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 and then you're like, we're gonna guide you a little bit of a different way, <laughs> and so like, and then that was painful, um, because it's hard, and what I'm learning now is that not everyone is going to do that level of healing to bring that stuff in because that's all it is is healing yourself so that you're ready to receive well yeah and even now that you're together it's not like every day is perfect and everything's easy right like you still are doing the work in a relationship it's great being with someone you love but it wasn't the it's answer. all new triggers uh-huh it's all new triggers like because i'm running into issues that i did not have before but it seems like it, it's different because he's physically here with me like 24 7 so like and he gets hit with triggers too but now we are so close together that we're working together to heal those triggers and figure out what's what and so that's a little bit of a new thing because I was so used to being so hyper independent and doing it by myself mm-hmm. and now I don't have to and that's a whole nother set of I don't want to say problems because it's not a problem it's just more of a it's new. It's just new and it takes some adjustment. Yeah. Okay. So start at the beginning of your story of what kind of had happened. Oh girl. I feel like 2022 was so tumultuous that I'm like, I barely remember half of it because I really just remember doing shamanic healings with you and sitting in my apartment, just like by myself all the time and just doing shamanic healings with you and tarot readings with you you were like the only person that was talking to me at that point because like I was I was no contact with my family uh I was no contact with him um like I didn't have any communication other than myself like my entire life imploded and looking back because hindsight's 2020 I feel like that was kind of the point was so that I could sit with myself and start to heal those parts of me because like we don't want to deal with that part like we don't want to deal with the icky gross emotional feelings that get lodged and stuck um so we try to push past it and push 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 and then you hit a wall and for me I feel like spirit just kind of imploded everything so that I could sit with myself and kind of start to go on this journey because you also inspired, well, you talked me into it and you inspired me to do <laughs> the shamanic apprenticeship too. Yeah. And that was life-changing for me too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you did the work. That's the thing is I, I think this is what's important to point out is because um, I talk to clients every day and I'm channeling. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't remember what the fuck I said after I said it. I know. <laughs> but, I know. <laughs> People, not everyone listen, hears it because you're just sometimes, yeah. sometimes you're not in a place to hear it either. And what's funny about this is like, I've been through all this. I know, I know exactly mm-hmm. how it feels. And you're right. It is kind of a blur because you get, I was going to try to go in before we did this to see like exactly how many sessions we had together <laughs> before. Hundreds. <laughs> I was like, I mean, Hundreds. it was a lot. You did a lot of work and, but, but you're not alone in that. I have so many clients who go through the, and it's not forever, but um, the fact of the matter is you actually like listen and you didn't like what, I, what spirit was showing you sometimes, but mm-hmm. like you, you did the hard things required. And 
I still remember when you came to Wisconsin for that, for the shamanic healing retreat, like you said, I, I didn't want to come, but I knew it was just my ego and I was afraid of what was going to happen if I didn't come because spirit was just like kicking your ass. <laughs> was it like, so was many it things emotion? happened right before I, and it was just like within the first, like it was like two weeks before I was supposed to come to Wisconsin the first time and things kept coming up and I was like, dang it. I was just like, it's almost like, okay, I got it. I got the message. I hear it. Like, I'm coming. Yeah. And then you led me into the woods. And Oh, my God. I did. Literally. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. So that was, okay. So for everyone listening, when you go to retreat at Golden Light Healing, the first night is fire ceremony. It's open to the public. So we all go to the fire. Um, mm-hmm. And then we clear out our chakras. And, but we bring offering. So you go. So I was like, Kate you have to do your offering so i'll come with you this is that was our first time meeting in person too I, it was our first time meeting in person so but you guys have to remember i'm really bad about this because this has happened with other clients especially now that i have an in-person place i spend so much time with you guys on zoom and i'm in your energy so much for shamanic healings and stuff that it really feels no different to me when i meet you guys and i am the exact same person just always so like it's it's one of those things that's a disconnect for me i forget that i haven't met you so okay so i'm like we have to go find your offering so i it was pitch dark and snowy right wasn't it snowy mm-hmm. it was right before it started snowing it was yeah. like freezing cold though because i'm from texas so texan doesn't do cold yeah not wisconsin cold anyways and it was like it december was, in wisconsin it was cold yeah and then i took her into the dark woods by <laughs> by ourselves and I was like oh this is where the birch branches are and I want some of those and this is where and like I was showing her I'm like oh there's what this is where the angry badgers live don't go back there <laughs> right and I was just like is she gonna murder gonna, me? And I'm like and people know that I'm here with you like you can't kill me out here <laughs> But I wasn't. I was just putting together a beautiful woodland bouquet. I know, but I was just one of those things. Like, I suddenly observed the situation because it didn't feel any different from, like, how we communicate now. And, like, but it was just, like, one of those things. Like, this is my first time meeting you, and we're in the dark woods. Like, you and I just went off by ourselves. Like. I know. Like, no one would have found me. I know. I know. <laughs> I am so naive. Sometimes I forget that that stuff's a little weird. But yeah, but it was great. But then we went to the fire and going to the fire is great, but awful. And like all of it. So we're doing, uh, there's actually a fire ceremony tonight. I get to go. So I'm excited. I've actually started doing like fire um, ceremonies here at home because like we yeah. actually have the space for it and everything. Yes. And he started joining me on them, which wow. is really nice too. Um, because like I said, we're getting triggered left and right. We have a lot going on at any given point. So it's kind of like, okay, like, yeah, help me in my, like, come join my practice, kind of. That's so good. I love that. I know. It was like, but I, like the fact that you guys are together now, it just sounds crazy given how you felt so many times. We were actually talking about that the other day because we were just kind of like, this kind of happened. Like, we suddenly were like together. Like, it wasn't necessarily a... Like, we didn't segue into it. It wasn't, like, a gradual thing for us. Like, it was yeah. suddenly, like, okay, we're together. Yeah. Like, and it was just... So, it's a little weird, too, because we're, like... Like, how did this happen? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. 
Like it's just so we're having those moments where we're just like it just hits us that we're like, oh, we've worked towards this for so long and now we're finally here. Yeah. What does he say when he talks? Like, I, of course, know all the work you did in the way of shamanic healing. And you like you went to Sedona. You went you you, you there was at one point you were basically homeless. Like you had a lot of faith in your path. <laughs> I was homeless. Yeah. Yeah. But that, I mean, like, yeah, like faith was a huge thing. Like I so like with me growing up as religious as I did, hmm. like small town, Texas, Bible Belt religion, like it completely changed my definition of faith because like even now when things are coming up I'm like okay it's working out for me not against me and so like that's kind of redefined my definition of it um but yeah so he has told me some of what he's gone through too and it's really funny like there's a bit of a telepathy like that twin flame yeah, telepathy yeah. i don't really like those terms anymore either yeah but it was he definitely had thoughts and feelings similar to what i did at the same time and there was definitely an energetic exchange during that time that we were completely no contact yeah like what is does just i mean like did you ever come clean to tell him like how much it kind of consumed you or no i mean he doesn't need to he'll never know how bad it was no i'm just kidding but like was his experience similar or no from my from what i can tell like the guys don't the masculine energies don't feel it like that like it's not this it's this they feel the telepathy but not to that degree so his from what i understand because i am speaking for him right now um from what i understand he had a different set of circumstances he was going through like completely different So, like, a lot of what I experienced and what I went through was different than what he went through. Because whereas I was completely solitary and isolated, he was not. He still had to do life shit. And for me, like, I was completely isolated to where all I could do was heal. Yeah. Yeah. He had to do it much more gradually. Yeah. I know, like I've the same things happened with me, and that's what's so crazy. And it's like I've had the same thing where I just was stuck alone forever mm-hmm. <laughs> until I got and it. it. But it, it does too, because then it's like the minute you start to like, oh, like slip on your practice, everything starts to fall apart too. And then you're like, what the fuck? And then you have to like get back to it. Like I'm you can't. Doing, I'm doing that right now. I'm like, so I was like, okay, everything's falling apart again. I need to just stop. <laughs> and go back to my practice because I'm like and put more in more emphasis on that because I'm like I'm just dealing with too much to like and I just I'm like okay I I got it message received so and then you message me like can you be on the podcast I was like (laughs) I was like and (laughs) I thought this was a good one to come back with because it's just it's just a very human. Wow, as I knock over my mic, you're throwing just, stuff now. This is what I always do. I get all wired. Um, it's it's just a very human story because, I mean, like I think you and I were in the boat of having like really tough times for around like around the same times too. Of just yeah. like things things were really hard for a while, but you got through them. And you and I both. Okay, that's the other thing I want to talk about. You and I both went through, kind of like at one point we were both full on law of attraction and like mm-hmm. I know at some point my views changed to kind of blend more with shamanism and how that looks at manifestation but like I don't yeah. know 
kind of talk about your evolving beliefs on manifestation and where you're at on that now, I guess, and as and what that played a part in this coming together, like how that what that looked like. Yeah, I mean, when I started getting into the spirituality side of it, like where I was seeing tarot readings from you and everything, like I was all in on like TikTok manifestation, like yeah. all of that. And looking back on that, I'm like, that was not healthy. That did not help my mental health whatsoever. It put way too much pressure on things. Yeah. And there is a, there is like, there's like, you know, tell the universe what you want, tell spirit what you want, ask for their help and everything. But there's also the point where it's like, you gotta let it go. Like you gotta let it happen because either it will happen like, as you want it to or it's going to happen better than you expect yeah um because there might be there might be issues behind the scenes that you don't see with you getting your manifestation right in that second and so like there there were a lot of like there are a lot of weird things on manifestation tiktok and i do the only thing about manifestation tiktok that they do get right in my opinion is um the self-concept work like that's the only thing I really feel that they get right I don't think law of detachment works I don't think law of attraction works I like I'm sure it has a part in energy but there's also the part where like you are your energetic body at the same time like you gotta you gotta put out like it's it's all the same like, I always felt like because also they breeze, but they breeze over the self concept part, and that's the biggest part of it. So like, this is where because before I found shamanism, I was listening to like those self concept reprogramming things all night, you know, at night where mm-hmm. you and like, um, I would first of all that was stressful because if you're dating anyone. Like, you couldn't, I would be like, oh, I can't sleep over because I'd have to go home and listen to my self-concept. <laughs> oh, like so he doesn't like, realize, he doesn't realize these exact same headphones are, like, noise-canceling. Yeah, so, like, so I, I am listening to a bunch of, self like, self-concept affirmations at night. So you still do. I, yeah. yeah, because, like, when I wake up, I feel better. Okay. That, but the, and my problem, the only reason. My problem was when I stopped doing it, the minute I stopped doing it, I was not okay again. And I was like, what the fuck? So, like, I don't know. I, for me personally, I just like soul retrievals and soul contract rewrites because it feels more permanent. And I don't know if it really makes, like, I always I think, think it also this. is whatever works for you at the same yes. time. Yeah. Because where, like, some people are very successful with vision ber- boards. Vision bo- birds? vision birds um <laughs> well some people are very successful with vision boards i'm not yeah. those have never worked for me in the slightest even though i'm a very visual person and artistic and things like that those have never worked for me it's always writing it down yeah. and then like meditating on it or going into i don't want to say a hypnotic state but like i also look at all the subcon like subconscious mind stuff too which is yep. the only reason I do the affirmations because I think that that helps rewire your brain a little bit. But I also yeah. think that there's a part to say about like doing journeys and soul retrievals and stuff like that because there is a, I don't want to necessarily say generational because not, it's just like, it's your soul. Like it gets taken with you in it. So it's really funny with my family situation being what it is now. 
I see how it's just cascading down from like my grandmother and then to my mom and then to my sister, all with the same issues at the same stages of life. Yeah. And like, so there is a part where spirituality meets science. No, I agree. And the other thing is we're in a human body and we know that your story literally solidifies itself in your brain as far as deepening neural pathways. Like the more you believe a mm-hmm. thought, it deepens the neural pathways in your brain. And you get to a certain age where it's more difficult to change those neural pathways. Like when you're younger, it's easier. So you being in your 20s, I think also it, some of this, you're still more flexible than my like 44-year-old brain that's just really yeah. – I, I mean, I think part of it is the earlier you find the work, the earlier you can change your self-concepts too, you know? Yeah, the easy, like, more I easy. It's... more of your physical body, and then um, spirituality is more of your energetic body. Yeah. And it, it takes two to tango. Like, it both have to work in tandem in order for you to see the changes that you want to see. Exactly. Like, I have so much trouble with my physical body because I'm so up here all the time. Like, I just want to be, if I could just, like, be in meditation all day long, I'd be the happiest girl in the world. But that's not. Oh, I feel like I'm about to get pushed into that because I'm, like, right now I'm working from home. And, like, um, he goes to work and, like, I'm in my office, like, all day from, like, 7 a.m. to, like, 5 p.m. And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm hitting a wall. And you know me, when I'm hitting a wall, that means something's got to go. Yeah. I know. It's it's always a fucking journey. I just, for I just think it's like you're right though. Everyone has to find because I don't vision boards don't really do. They I guess I made them this year because everyone was telling me to, and I succumb to peer pressure very peer pressure. Oh, totally. (laughs) That's why I keep my circle small because I just Mm. I'm like, oh, that's what you do. Okay. Um, but writing shit down never works for me. In fact, I've always made fun of people that journal and write that shit. I found an old manifestation journal that I started like three years ago, and I was Mm -hmm. mortified to see what I was writing. I tore it up so fast. Okay, so I, I have those moments, too, where I'm mortified at some of the stuff, like, I've written, mm-hmm. but, like, that seems to work better for me yeah. and, like, get it out of my brain and let it go in a weird way than, yeah. like, seeing pictures of it, like, all the time. Like, because, you know, you're yeah. supposed to see a vision board in order for it to work and, like, see it multiple times, and I'm, like, every time I see it, I'm, like, cringe. <laughs> cringe. Like, it's yeah. better just to put it down, put it in a fold, and then get embarrassed by it later. I suppose you're right. The cringe, the vision boards. Well, I have a, did I tell you the one I did recently? Okay, I did one for New Year's because people told me to, and a bunch of this stuff happened already. And so it was like, oh, okay. So then I jokingly, like, made the AI art of me and my future husband. Did you see this? And it's on my phone screen. I did not. It's all these weird pictures. And my son is so many. He goes, first of all, you're not even that fat. And he's like, what is with, what do you, what is going on? And so I have all these pictures. There's my wedding. It's going to be. That's kind of cute. Yeah. That's kind of cute. That, and those are your colors too. I know. So I use AI art to make, um, it's pretty psycho, but, and like, I'm also not dating. Oh girl. (laughs) I don't want to be dating. So, like, I went back on Bumble for, like, two days, and I was like, no, we're not doing this. I want to read books in my spare time and be left alone. And so I don't know why that's on there. But I, it'll happen because I put it there because I look at it every day now. 
Yeah, see, I've started going to, like, networking events for, like, just women-owned businesses. Yeah. Because I'm like, I need, like, despite me being as young as I am, I'm like, I need that in my life. I need that group in my life because once again, which really cracks me up, once again, like, all of my friend group has kind of dissipated. Like, it's just that all these friendships have just ended on very sour notes and everything, except for you. You've just suck for the last two years and there have been some friends that have come back that have kind of helped me because um I did get a PTSD diagnosis so yeah um and there's a lot of struggles in my life right now so now I'm getting a bit more of some some support group back but I'm still looking for like a business support group because I am building a business you know yeah I know I am trying to just like I don't know it's so funny I have most of my in-person in real life friends like I keep you guys are all like in your 20s even like all my friends because I still mentally because of the PTSD like I feel like I'm only like 24 not 44 because I really kind of started making grown-up decisions for myself only four years ago when I started doing the work you know like it's really I feel I feel like it would be late 20s like more my age because like like at 24 you're still in like a like that's to me that's still like a party phase like you're not Uh, trying to settle down and yeah I gotta be an adult yet yeah I did that right after my divorce though so yeah I guess party girl or I went through a party phase no I went through a party phase right after my divorce like yeah I and kind of even last year I was still but now I'm just like I would rather die than go out to a bar because nothing's real (laughs) well and then also like like you're a little more sensitive to energetic exchanges now and when you're in a crowd like that that's everyone's energy just hitting you all the time like you gotta you gotta bubble yourself um energetically a little bit if you're going to do that kind of stuff i'm pretty good at bubbling but you know what the thing is once you learn about how trauma and how it impacts people and like once you learn about complex or chronic ptsd and like ptsd in general and you know what those signs look like you can't unsee it and then when you go Mm -hmm. out in the world and you see how many people in bars or strip clubs or any places like that that are like i can't do i can't shut off the thing that's like oh no something awful must have happened to that person for them to be doing this in this moment you know yeah i think that's what's hard for me it's not fun anymore when you know and, that. Yeah, because I'm super observant. I, I was before I started the, this journey. Yeah. And then as I started going on this journey, it just became so much stronger. And being as observant as I am, like, I'm looking at people's behaviors and, like, their micro expressions and their reactions. And then you add that, like, I'm more sensitive to their energetic bodies now that yeah. I'm just like, I, I can't. Like, it's really hard for me. Um, Like, we're going to concerts and stuff like that. But I'm like, it has to be certain kinds of concerts. Like, because otherwise, it's just overwhelming for me. I know. That's what I literally, because I don't know if you know this, but I love Zach Bryan. And Mm -hmm. when the tickets went on sale, I got one. Because I was like, they were really expensive. And so, and I had like the lottery. So I just bought one for myself because they're coming. He's coming to Milwaukee next month. Yeah. And it was like 400 bucks. And I'm like, I'll just go by myself. But I literally, I just, 
as it's counting down, even though he's my fucking favorite and he just won a Grammy, like, this would be a perfect time to be able to say I saw him. I don't know if I can physically go to that, Kate. Like, I don't know. Yeah. How high would I have to be to be able to get through that? Yeah, like, I, I, I can't. There are some concerts because, like, he likes the more, like, metal and rock concerts, which are a whole different breed of concert versus a country concert or a pop concert. And, like, it's a lot. (laughs) I know. My ex-husband really liked that music, too. Well, and there's this whole thing about, like, have you heard the whole theory about, like, music concerts being like ceremony for those for the performers to basically like energy vampire the crowd have you heard about this yeah i mean that's a thing mm-hmm. well it's kind of funny so that you mentioned that and this is going to be uh, might be a little controversial for your podcast you might have to edit no. it out no um no. but Toby Keith actually did a concert or um, headliner concerts in Las Vegas um, a few months ago. And um, he said he was feeling great. He was doing so much better or whatever. Um, And then, you know, his stomach cancer took a turn and he died two days ago. Yeah. Um, So, like, now that you say that, I'm like, he probably did that concert just to get a little bit more of an more of an energetic boost yeah and like the Kanye I think for me was who made it fucking obvious like he wasn't even slick about it but now they're talking about Taylor Swift which that I think is more controversial for people but because she's got that new album coming out on April 19th and I can't remember I'm gonna fuck it all up there's something about the Willow remix that mm-hmm. the words literally say that she's she's literally talking about doing witchcraft in it and then they showed that in her s- stage show which i have never seen because i like her but i'm not like that big of it um she did like actual like witchcraft ceremony to a song on st- like that is ceremony yes because like that's the thing with music is there is intention behind it there's intention behind the like the instruments and the lyrics and all of that so, like, I can totally agree with that because, like, I, I've i seen videos of people, um, like, doing ceremonies and stuff with music because, mm-hmm. as we all know, like, music is also carries intention and sound waves and things like that. So that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. I know. It's wild, that- though, because... Well, and I was watching this Illuminati thing, but I know it sounds paranoid and insane, but I think it's so fascinating to think about because then they were saying like how all the games she went to um, of Travis Kelsey's he won and now he's going to the Super Bowl and like, I mean, whatever he went to the Super Bowl last year. So how much can you argue? But I was like, what's interesting. The only game she was at that they lost was Mm -hmm. here in Green Bay. And there's such a fucking populace of shaman in Green Bay because of Amy that I don't think exists in other areas. Like, there's so Mm -hmm. many fucking shaman here. I was like, is that why he lost? (laughs) Because the shaman all pay for the play for the Packers? I think I am the only shaman in this area because there is a fairly big metaphysical store um, nearby. And, like, I go in, and, of course... If I'm not with him, I'm the chatty one. So yeah. I'm I'm t- 
talking to all of the little retail workers and store yeah. workers and everything. And they're like, so like, where, where are you getting this necklace from? Because they have all sorts of stuff. And they're yeah. very curious about other practices, which is yeah. very nice to yeah. be able to talk about that, especially being in the Bible Belt. So yeah. talking to them about that, they're like, um, what's a shaman? What do they do? Like, because there yeah. aren't any that come in and are around this area unless right. um, they are Native American shamans. And usually they have their own closed off practices practice and everything having a white girl as a shaman is a little rare down here yeah yeah i know it's well and that's why it's there's so many of us up here because of amy yeah but it's i i know but there's when we the only other time i saw this money is when i went to sedona and there's just shamanic practitioners everywhere you go i feel like yes i mean that was my first shamanic healing that i ever did yeah and it was like years before meeting you i think it was like 2021 yeah actually that was about a year before you that was probably what started the whole process so 2021 and I did a shamanic healing and it was such a life-changing experience that like I think that that's what connected me to you is because you were doing shamanic healings as well as tarot yeah and I was like that interests me more because I had such a profound experience with my first shamanic healing that I was like let's do this again because obviously my life is in shambles I mean, that's how I got into it, too, because that first time that girl at my yoga studio was a shamanic healer, and I didn't really know what it was. And then she, I wanted to know – it was because of the twin flame thing. I wanted to know mm-hmm. to know what my past lives were with him because I thought I was losing my mind. And then when she did the healing, I had visions of my own of my past lives, and it was like – I literally went into the thing, Kate, like, oh, I don't know if I think past lives are real, but this should be cool. You know, like, Mm -hmm. and then it was like, whoa, okay, that was all fucking real. Like, everything I saw made so much sense. The other thing, too, is the first time, I don't know if you felt like this, but the first time you went through Whispers on the Wind, the um, Shamanic Medicine Wheel for that first direction, when you Mm -hmm. learn how to move energy in people, were you just like, I was, I was like, oh, oh my God, like, this is what my body was made for. I don't know if it was you or Amy who said it. It's like, you're not learning it. You're relearning it. Yeah, you're remembering. And and that's the best I can explain it is because it's not like I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. It was like, okay, do it. You did it. Because that's and like all she like, said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, it wasn't like there were like not really any instructions on how to do it. No. It was just like, go do it. <laughs> and, and then like I knew exactly what I was doing. I could sense these blockages and everything and what I love doing is whenever I do have a shamanic client is asking them did you feel where I was doing stuff because they always know they always can sense where that energy blockage is when I start messing with it yeah like and I start cleaning it up and everything so it's very interesting to me because it's like there there's definitely something to it it's like one of those things it's like prayer like yeah just from a christian standpoint it's prayer like you you know there's something to prayer because you've experienced things like unnatural unnatural things that happen yeah. with it yeah this it was the same kind of concept for me yeah i remember because we worked in groups of threes that first time and like 
I remember two of the girls I was working with. I I didn't go first. They worked on me first because I was having, I was having a major meltdown that day. And so they were like, "You clearly, we need to work on you first Because I like couldn't. I was so triggered by everything. Yeah. That I couldn't couldn't people. Um. So they worked on me first. <laughs> I had that then, moment too. Yeah, everyone does at the retreat. And then um, and then we took turns and we, I worked on someone or they, we worked on the other girl so like I was the helper and so I was watching the other person beat the shaman and I said to her at one point how do you know what you're doing because she was doing all this really cool stuff and she looked at me and mm-hmm. she goes I don't know but <laughs> and I go yeah that's the best way I can describe it because you just know what you're doing but you don't know how you know yeah because we did three healings and for the last one um I didn't really like I didn't know what my hook was that I wanted healed or anything like I just couldn't think at that point because it was just so like there was so much that was getting like shoved in my brain and so I didn't even know and like everyone else had partnered in two but someone had to leave for an emergency um so like we had a group of three and I remember like just breathing and smaskuya and everything and like figuring out whatever Lay down, just my brain is empty or whatever, and I can't explain what happened to, like, what the thoughts were, because they weren't really thoughts at the same time, but I just remember, like, being so stiff and in pain, and, like, bawling, like, almost screaming, bawling, Um, because these two girls were working on me, working on me. One was at my head, one was at my feet. And then Amy actually had to come over and help because there was just so much in like my reproductive area, which Mm. for everyone listening, I don't have a reproductive system anymore because, uh, I had an unnecessary hysterectomy, like before all this happened. Um, so like, there's a bunch of issues that come with all of that. And that was just like. Like, I was drained. I, like, slept for hours after that. Like, I didn't eat or anything. I was so tired after that one. Yeah. It can take it out of you sometimes. But it's, like, it feels good because it's, like, you're drained, but you've moved it, right? Like. Yeah, it's, like, the weight has lifted off, but it's, like, you're you're just tired. I always tell people it's, like, if you had a procedure to have a cyst removed, like, you'd be, mm-hmm. you'd feel better because it's out, but you'd still have to heal from it being removed. That's how sometimes you feel after, you know? Yeah, and I've heard some, um, because, like, I'm on a lot of shaman forums and stuff like that now that, like, because it's, like, there isn't really that connection down here. Yeah. But also tattoos are a huge practice as well when it comes into shamanism because you are pretty much calling on your ancestral gifts and talents and bloodline, but you have to have an intention behind it. Yeah. Um, So... I will say once I started getting this tattoo, yeah, things started kind of changing. And so I'm very interested to see what happens with that because yeah. I, I haven't heard a... a lot about that. Like, tell me more about like what that. So it's because you are, it, it's a very similar to like, um, blood magic, Wiccan pagan, like blood magic yeah, or whatever. I, I don't really agree with that. But there is something on calling on your bloodline and your generational talents and everything. Um, Because essentially you are, it's seen as an offering. Like you are giving plasma, blood, Mm -hmm. um, 
to your ancestors, you are calling on them for help, um, if that is your intention. So I'm very interested because I didn't have that with any of my other tattoos. Yeah. Um, I wasn't calling on them specifically for a specific intention. Um, that being said, all of these all of these tattoos I got in that same 2022 year. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. And that. then I stopped for a year. Yeah. And so like 2022 was a major time of healing and just a lot of spiritual work and things like that. 2023 was just kind of like catching my breath yeah. a little bit. Um, and so I'm very interested because this is the first tattoo since all of these. And I specifically called on my ancestors. That was the intention behind it. Yeah. Because um, I designed this tattoo throughout a full year before I got it. Yeah. I know. I love it. So I'm very interested to see like what happens. Um, there's been a lot of movement lately and I've been crying so much. Like, That's good though. Yeah. So I'm like, it's at least letting go of something, but I don't know. Like, it's like to the point where I'm like, okay, I got to sit with it. I got to do like, go look for it because there's something, I feel like it's not necessarily what I've been in the past where it's like, oh, uh, I'm hitting a wall necessarily. I feel it like it's like, oh, you're not tall enough to ride this ride yet. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, that's a good. It's analogy. a little bit different now. I agree. That's how I feel too. Like I know what I need to do, but sometimes we just put off doing it. Like I literally know mm -hmm. the things I need to be focusing on right now, but sometimes I still just scroll my phone aimlessly or download Bumble because I'm a human being and I just get bored and I don't want to do what I need to do. But yeah. eventually. Uh, and it's quick. It's quick now. It's like a day or two. And then I'm like, okay, enough fucking around. I'm going to delete these. Well, you know what sticks in my head now? Because after, I think it was like in May. No, it wasn't 2022 yet. But it was 2023's like um, year tarot reading or whatever yeah. that you did for me. And yeah. it turned out super accurate no matter what I did. Yeah. So now I have that 2024 reading like in the back of my head being like, <laughs> January totally on point at this point and I'm was like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like okay I'm like I'm just kind of following the path and like a hard part for me right now is letting go that's always been my thing of like letting go of yeah my control of the situation yeah I've gotten really good at that but to the point that I don't, I don't have enough discipline within the things that I do have control over. So like, I yeah. know I'm, I'm supposed to be moving my body and, and eating healthier, which I am doing somewhat, but like, and then, and like learning, continuing to learn. Okay. Well, mm -hmm. the other thing, so this is the other big um, bomb drop. I don't know if I even told you this, but I, did you know that most of all of last year I had an attachment? Did I tell you this? no so okay this is why i haven't done the podcast and i've been i fucking tanked my own tiktok and walked away from my business for the for 2023 so okay to to go back i the whole last year i i started off the year my mental health was really bad last winter 
okay? Yeah. Like, starting in January, I don't know if you remember, but, like, I was sitting in front of a happy light all the time. I ended up... Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, I mean, I would spend three days in bed at least a week crying uncontrollably, and I couldn't work. So I went back to therapy. I got back on meds. I went on Lexapro. I quit I drinking. I remember that. 100%. Because I have been suicidal since I was 13, mostly. But even after the work and everything, I was just kind of like at my wit's end. I, and mm -hmm. I remember talking to one of my friends from from um, that I went through the medicine role with. And she was like, Ange, if, <clears throat> if you're feeling that way, this was in May of 2023, let me take a look. Like, there's got to be another layer. And I was like, there's no more fucking layers. Oh, and I'd gone to see Amy. And she basically said, like, you, you just got to... You, you, you know, yeah. yeah, you got to stop being a victim. Like, and I know that I do that. That's my core. Right. So, um, mm -hmm. so I went on Lexapro because I was, and I went back to the EMDR therapy because I was like, I can't live like this. Like I, I couldn't, cause you know, I don't do any divination when I'm not, when I can't, when I'm not emotional. Yeah. Like, cause it, your energy interferes with it. Yeah. Sometimes. So yeah. if I can't hold space for people and their healing, I don't do it. So I was like unable to work. And then I was sick. Um, two whole months out of the year. Like, it was just like, okay. Mm -hmm. So I had this really rough year. My mental health was rough. I was having a lot of struggles with um, my best friends, including, like, the person formerly known as my twin flame, like, trying to get sober all year. And I was probably being way too codependent for him as his best friend instead of, like, I don't know. I don't know. It was just a whole fucking my money was fucked. I gave up on when my TikTok got banned right after that, right in May for sexual content. Like I just was like, fuck it. And like, I have the backup I was doing a little, but I got that job at the bar. Yeah. Like I was living off my investments and just basically, I don't know. So, but I was miserable. And I don't know if, I don't think anyone knew this cause I didn't really realize, but I wouldn't let anyone work on me. Nobody mm -hmm. worked on me. I don't, cause I don't like, I've never gotten tarot readings. Like I started doing tarot before, I had ever even gotten a reading from anyone else. So yeah. um, I really don't, I'm not like, I don't, I try to go within for my own answers, especially after going through the medicine wheel. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, and I had had that falling out with another friend who I had done trades with all the time, you know, over zoom. And after yeah. that falling out, I really didn't trust anyone because I was like, people are going to take advantage of me. People, I was all worried or they're going to tell yeah. me the wrong things. And then they're going to spread rumors about me. And well, I, you know, I was all nervous. So, Yada, yada, yada. I'm finally miserable enough. When was this? In, I was here already. So I think it was December. It might have been January. Um, or it was, if it wasn't. If I it think you got to um, the spa in December, if I'm not mistaken. I got here. I started here in October. But it was when I had, I had my friend Whitney from, um, who Whitney Hoovermans is in the Green Bay area. And she's a, she's, she's phenomenal. I, um, she's one of my really good friends. You might've met her. I don't think she was at the fire, but I went through the directions with her and the last direction when you do your life review, like we did life reviews together. It's a really big deal. So I, mm -hmm. and, um, I knew I could trust her because I know I can trust her, but I didn't trust her at the time and I didn't trust anyone. But I was like, yeah. if I, I didn't want to wait to get in with Amy and I didn't want to risk Amy saying there was nothing wrong with me again. And um, so I asked Whitney if we could do trades. So she comes here and Whitney has studied breath work like with mm -hmm. other people. And I, I hate breath work, but it's probably because I don't like letting go of shit. Anyway, so she comes here to do a shamanic <laughs> session on me because I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what's wrong. 
And that, so here's what happened. I'm laying on the table. She's having me do this continuous cycle of breath to move all the heavy energy. And then she's like, where is it going? Show me in your body where it's going. And I'm pointing to my belly button. So like I'm on the table, mm. you know, and it's like, it's hard. If I can feel it, it hurts. And she's like, okay, I've got it. And then she, I don't know what she's doing, but she's like telling me to keep breathing even harder. She's like, you have to really get every ounce of energy out with your exhale and so I'm like groaning at this point, like almost yelling. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I felt something come out through my belly button. I felt it all come out through my belly button. My eyes were closed. I had an eye mask on too. And I literally, it felt like I was going to either throw up or pass out. And I just like, and like, then I was literally thinking, am I fucking crazy? Or did that feel like, <laughs> like, I, that's what I, and then she goes, okay, it's out. I just took it out. And I was like, Oh my gosh, so the heavy energy's out. No, at the end of the session, she's like, so I don't want you to get, I know how you, she's like, but you did have an attachment. I'm like, oh my God, that's what that was. That's what it felt like. I'm like, it felt like mm -hmm. I gave birth to a fucking demon baby out of my belly button. It was like the poltergeist <laughs> or like, or like that movie. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Because it's one of those things, like you can talk about it and put like English words to it, but there's a whole nother sense when you feel it. I know, and I thought it was crazy. And then, so yeah. I felt so, and then she, I go, well, what was it? And she goes, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you want to go into that, you can, but it's gone. And she was like, um, last winter, you must have been in a really dark place. She goes, it's an occupational hazard, Ange. And, and I go, that's why I didn't want anyone to work on me. She goes, you always wanted us to work on you. That didn't want you to work on, us to work yeah. on you. And I was like, yeah, that's for sure. Because I felt so different immediately. And like, I'm like, oh my God, my business. Like, I need to get back. I, I need to get back on TikTok more and I need to like grow this. And like, I need to quit working at that bar. Like, all this stuff. I was just like, what the fuck? Like, it's like I had been asleep for a year. Yeah. And like, I'm start, like, I'm kind of of the sense personally that I'm like, okay, there is something that I need to focus on and really just sit with myself again. Because, you know, um, in the last couple of months, like back in December, I got diagnosed with lupus and a broken back and everything. And it's just there are uh, several other um, things that happened at that point that like, I'm like, okay, we're back on a cycle that I don't want to be back on. Yeah. And now I'm getting to a place mentally where I'm like, I started going back to counseling again and everything. Yeah. Because like, I'm crying all the time. And yeah. like, I'm like, oh, maybe it's lupus mood swings or whatever, except for it doesn't feel like that. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that. So I'm kind of like, oh, I have to sit with it. And like, it's hard. So I understand where yeah. like the people I know they don't um but like they're, they're like I ad they adamantly don't want to work on that because it's hard it's hard work it's rewarding yeah. work but it's yes. hard work to have to sit with yourself and look inward so intently to like and I'm in a place now that I'm like I never thought I would be in this space yeah I never thought that I would have the majority of things I have now. So like, even when I'm like writing my new year's um, goal list and manifestation list or whatever, like there's only like two categories that I was, I'm lacking in and everything else has just kind of taken form in a way that I never thought it would. And it yeah. 
like and again hindsight's 2020 it's the best possible that it could be but now i'm feeling like it's time to grow a little bit more to get to that next level to to get on that ride yes i same like i think 99 percent of my life 95 percent of my life is exactly how i've always wanted it. in fact last monday in my monday night class we did we we did like reparenting of our little girl self of ourselves you know so i was sitting with like an eight-year-old version of me telling her about my life and like that's kind of what we're all doing and oh that she, will make me cry every time that i know. will make me cry every time it helped me so much though because she the things she cared about were were things i'm all doing she was like oh my gosh do you get to like have everything be pink and blue and i was like yeah and she was like do you have a big bathtub do you have a big house to yourself where no one can hurt you and i'm like yeah and then she's like do you get to do art and i'm like yeah and i was talking about like the internet and digital art and like remember when i was a thing that wasn't she's like oh my god like print shop because we used to <laughs> that's what we had in the 80s kate is yeah this one apple program called print shop to make banners and like i was like yeah better than that so and like she was like she, the funny the other thing too she did not care that i was fat because she was like oh my god you get to eat whatever you want because my mom didn't let us eat anything like we were so controlled she was more excited she's like who cares what you look like you're always going to be beautiful but getting to eat what you want must feel so nice and i was like you know what it does thank you like it was just a perceptual shift i needed you know yeah i will say like i've run into some memories of like my eight-year-old nine-year-old self that are so uncomfortable because yeah. like there was a huge ice storm or whatever you know the south um and it i now know an eight nine-year-old and it's just kind of like my mom threw me out in that for two days and didn't care where I was oh my god like yeah. and there was no one to come get me um so I had to walk everywhere with just the clothes on my back in a backpack at eight nine years old until my mom would let me come home and so it's like now I'm starting to get memories because from what I understand, like, because I'm in a safe space and now my body yeah. recognizes that I'm no longer in survival mode and I am in a safe space, it's bringing up these memories Yes, that are really dark. I know. So are you doing EMDR? Or, like, it sounds like that's the kind of therapy you're doing. Or so, similar? yeah, that was the kind of therapy that I was doing. I actually stopped seeing that therapist um, because this last time she did go into how, like, because I did mention that, um, like, I'm on a shamanic path and yeah, everything. Yeah. And she was like, you need to be redeemed and went for like oh. a full 45 minutes on it. No, no. <laughs> and again, Bible Belt. So like. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what I grew up hearing. But like, it's really funny because childhood friends, like friends that grew up as religious as I did, mm -hmm. that aren't that religion anymore, have been actually helping me. So what am I um friends she was she gave me actual like constructive advice on how to cope with it and deal with it which is the whole reason I went back to therapy in the first yeah. place because I'm like I need coping I need coping mechanisms yeah. yeah and she actually gave me some ideas and like like oh you can do this and this and this and this and this um so that helped like a lot and then um another friend she um was actually supposed to be doing a photo shoot of us for her valentine's so i'm very Aww. excited about that that'll be cute um but she's no longer that religion either 
and her family is a lot like my family and ha- like being so integrated in that religion and she's like i got tired of the emotional guilt and blackmail <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. and so it's someone else who can relate to how i grew up because it's a not many people can re- relate to how i grew up and let alone to understand what my mom did to me is and like what my sister was like and like how absent my dad was or anything like that at that time I now have people that understand that and were there and witnessed it so like I'm like I feel crazy and suddenly there's this external validation that no you're not crazy you really did experience that and there are some things that you don't even remember still same yeah I know that's what I learned in EMDR too and it was just like it broke it breaks you but then you're able to rebuild better and and stronger you know yeah and so like and that's also true of like shamanism because you are your spirit guides your spirit team they are helping you break stuff down so that you can rebuild better Because I do recognize that there are some things that I've experienced and that I've healed that luckily end with me and my generation. They're not going to be taken into the future um, for future generations for like my sister's daughter and things like that. And like, it's like, okay, this is really hard and it sucks, but I'm doing this for a lineage, not just for me same like you're healing it generate seven generations forward and back when you heal so it's so impactful okay yeah. to wrap to wrap up my big question everyone wants to know if you if there's anyone still listening at this point that is in their in their delulu land like we like to be where they're like i'm gonna manifest this person back or even just like the simple i know i end with uh, up with them i know they're my twin flame i have this vision blah blah, blah. like i guess what's your advice on what's just your advice to or even if you could give yourself advice two years ago you know now that you're like living in the end actually let it go because for me I had such an absolute knowing that it was so delusional so delusional at the time everyone thought like anyone who I told I'm like this is going to happen they thought I was absolutely batshit yeah um I think that it would have happened faster if I had just let it go and worked on myself, but I was too worried about the external than the internal. So like my advice would be focus on the internal yourself, your healing, what's coming up for you, um, what issues you're having, what gives you an emotional reaction, um, what about and not why, but what about that gave you an emotional reaction? Um, and focus yeah. on the internals versus your circumstances and um, what's going on around you because that will change. That's just life. Like it's yeah. gonna change. Like you can't really control change, but you can control yourself and your feelings and what's triggering you. Yeah, and and. If you're crying in bed for one or more days a week, also seek help because you don't like that. The spiritual journey is not just, yes, crying is good because it moves energy, but it should be for a finite period of time so you can get out in the world and experience it. And I think you and I both learned that the hard way too of like, you can't get so spiritual that you're not like going, asking for help is part of the path too. 
Yeah, and I feel like spirit will bring you people who are meant to help you at that time. Or yeah. like, and that doesn't necessarily mean like good help, but like, <laughs> like you can have people like, like you and me where like you came at a time that I really needed help and you've just been very steadfast and there for um, like the whole time that I've known you yeah. and just been a very good friend. But I've also had friendships come and go during that like two years that I've known you too, because it was either meant to like hold my boundaries or like um help develop some kind of lesson there same. so same I know and in my case like my my like twin flame person or whatever I thought like I think I got to the point where I had him in my life and then I was like I don't like you as a person I don't want yeah. you in my life you're not a positive influence and this is hurting me and no, thank you. You know, I will so, say, like, I will way? say the reality is different than the dream. Yes, it is. Yes. Because I'm like, there are times I'm like, you irritate the shit out of me. I know. It's like, that's why I say to people, be careful what you pray for. Cause you just make it. I love it. the fuck out of you, but you irritate the hell out of me, man. I know. I felt that way about my ex-husband. I would say before I knew what manifestation was like, I did, I did that shit because I, forced around peg in a square hole because i just wanted him right but there were days yeah. where i was like why did i fucking fight so hard for this guy like literally i remember like scrubbing his toilet in his bathroom once being like why did i argue for this but it is funny there's good yeah. days too yeah and it's funny it's just like it's like little things like um the therapist that i was seeing before like i stopped seeing her she was like, it seems like y'all just have, like, 20-year-old married couple problems, not, like... I love that. Like, y'all are spatting, not actually fighting. Like, y'all yeah. just have spats. Because, like, my biggest thing is, like, he doesn't clean up after himself. I know. He doesn't put but, laundry in the hamper. Like, come but on, But I love man. that. I always say those aren't big problems. Those are just people problems, and that can be sorted out. So, like, that's why it's, that's the good stuff. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, and then there's also the point where it's, like, as soon as we're done with our work for the day, we're calling each other because we want to talk to each other yeah. and spend more time with each other. Like if we're going on an errand, it's not like we're just dropping the other one yeah. off at the house and then going running there or and like we're yeah. going together. Yeah, that's nice. So it's like it it's just the reality is a little bit different because there's like the little nuances you're thinking of like, oh, dates and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, but one of the big things I did was I wrote a list of everything I wanted him to be and do. Yeah. And then, um, like, I just kind of gave it to my spirit team. He checks every one of those boxes. It's just those little things that I didn't put on there. Oh, you have to be specific. You have to be specific. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. All right, lovey. Well, thank you so much for talking with me and giving me some of your time today. You look gorgeous. You look like a, not that it matters, but you look like a totally different person. Like you really do. Like everything's just changed. And so I, I am um, trophy wife. You are right now. I know you're the Texan trophy wife. I am the Texan trophy wife. I know. I don't know. One of them. <laughs> Texan trophy I, wife, I guess. Southern I trophy you. wife. I know. I love it. All right, love you. We'll take care. I'll talk to you later. All right. Love good. you. Bye. Love you. Bye.